0: cleaned up my act it's a new randy it's a new randy you've cleaned up you've heard that shit you've heard that (laughs) shit before haven't you
1: (laughs) welcome to cue the mic we got the reverend randy twyford
0: and it's good to be here. Good to be here on board, helping out.
1: Helping out, you're the star of the show.
0: Oh shit! I've not been the star of anything except when I was in like third grade. And we don't want to talk about that.
1: <laughs> we, uh, our first episode without Emma. Emma's Emma's, you know, no longer on the payroll. I wish I said that. She's still on the payroll because she's still the producer of Cube well, Life. She's, re- she's just got a she's got a real job.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. Right. Her biggest, her biggest, Emma's, Emma's biggest concern was that first Randy had his ring light on. That Randy had his AirPods in, so he didn't reverberate back. He's got both of them. That know. ring light's looking wonderful. He's got oh, the uh, AirPods, grind, and that we, and that we actually, ex- and that we actually hit the record button. Okay, to, so we didn't talk that, for an that's hour. That's
0: the number one. That's the number one.
1: Well, no, I think number one was, she says, I don't know how you guys are going to do it. Because when you're on a conversation together, you're always talking amongst each other. Over, You're talking over each other. And I said, oh, that's easy. I'll just, when I want to talk, I'll just raise my hand. And when you want to talk, you just raise your hand.
0: You raise your hand. Just right. Like in school.
1: You want to talk now? <laughs> yep just like in school. So, that's the that's the only thing that it's going to take a little getting used to. It took Emma and I probably three or four things to say, "Hey, Emma, you finish your sentence and then I'm going to pop in." Right? That's that's the hardest part of this whole okay. this podcasting stuff. I mean, we're episode 31. 31. Incredible. That's a, that's damn near. That's over a half a year. I'm surprised this lasted two. <laughs>
0: Well, there you go. You're surprised again.
1: I'm surprised again. But anyway, it'll be yeah. uh, it'll be fun. New adventures. Randy and I go way, way back, so there'll be a lot of yeah. stories come up. But so, what's new and exciting this weekend, Randy?
0: Well, this past weekend we were pretty busy. We had uh, two big weddings. And then we had a catering uh, Christmas party where we did uh, prime rib for 125 people, which we don't do prime rib every day. And so it was kind of a challenge figuring out what we had to do and how we did that. But probably more importantly, you know, we don't really have much staff here. And uh, it was kind of funny. We had to get some of our girls that have helped us in the past come in because our football boys were gone. Speaking of football. A lot of a lot of you guys know that football. I hire uh, I hire uh, guys from Illinois College local uh, scoop college and uh, that are football players so it makes in the fall getting our food truck out and stuff kind of makes it a little difficult because they they're busy on the weekends well they won their conference and uh, so now they're going on to to the second leg and probably Another thing is people. I don't know how many local people, but uh, Colin Brunstein that worked for us all summer. He's leading the NCAA in uh, touchdown pass in, in receiving passes and touchdowns. So uh, Illinois College is uh, doing a, have, has a heck of a football program this year, and uh, we're pretty proud to be big sponsors of it. so
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome with Colin. I saw that on the old Facebook feed uh, this morning when I got up and I'm like, that's that's pretty, you know, you know, it is championship brand Twyford barbecue. Right. So he fits right right. in.
0: But back to this weekend, uh, it was kind of funny. We got down to this uh, place uh, that we were catering the Christmas party we went in my pickup and it kind of reminded me, we went back to in the beginning when we did catering out, we started out doing catering out of pickups and stuff like that. Cause that's all we had. And we had one van go one way and Marla's oh, yeah. car go the other way. And then our truck and we got down there and the kid that was helping us, a high school kid, uh, uh, Megan's nephew was helping us. He rode down with a salad in his lap and Megan rode down with the apple crisp <laughs> in her lap and the, the uh uh bread pudding between our legs so it was i mean if we would have rolled the truck everything would have been in the same place we were so packed in there and the same way but you know it's kind of like somebody uh i was talking to a friend of mine on friday and i'm like jesus christ i don't know how we'll get this pulled off and he goes randy you will get it pulled off because you have to do it and, that, and that's exactly right i mean uh you and I talked quite a bit about the whole process of like the prime rib and stuff and how we did that. And the stuff turned out perfect. Just perfect.
1: I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't get past the whole, I mean, Megan sounds tasty with an apple crisp in her lap and, uh, and bread pudding between her legs.
0: Well, yeah, there, and she'd knock the shit out of you. for <laughs> <saying that. laughs> She could whip both of us. <laughs> Meg's my key person. She's, been yeah, Ran- she's Randy- my longest employee.
1: Hey, she is. Yeah, so she's she's good shit. She good, she's good shit. She won't slap me too much for that. But uh, No, Randy had a lot. Of, we'd had a lot of conversations this past week um, about prime rib because we don't do a lot of prime rib. It's just, to me, it's, it's, it's pretty risky. If it was just me doing it, then it, I'd be more comfortable with Randy. He was able to be there and monitor it. Right. But if I'm not there, I just there's that's an expensive piece of meat to screw up. And Randy it, i asked him how it went yesterday when we were talking, and he says, Wow, I think it went really good. He says it was so damn dark in the room that they couldn't tell whether it was medium well or whether it was medium rare. Which kinda helps uh, yeah, exactly. so I guess the, moral yeah, of the story is. Just 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 lower the lights if you're if you don't think something exactly. good, just lower your lights. <laughs>
0: exactly. Worked out good for us though. Well I spent
1: yeah, that's good. I'm and glad you, that was a success. And, and, and
0: so uh, I saw you guys had a Veterans Day deal where you pa- gave free meals to veterans. How'd that turn out for you guys?
1: Yeah, so we, we always do we always do that every Veterans Day. You know, supporting our troops and and all the the veterans out there. We um, of course Saturday it's a busy day for us anyway, but we served. Uh, we served about 1200 people in the restaurant total, but 500 of those, uh, just a little over 500, 502, 503 was lunch platters free to the veterans. So we gave a lunch platter with a drink and everything, a one meat, two sides. So we were really glad, huge turnout, lots of compliments, love to give back to the community. Um, we did, it, it was touch and go. They had me about half pissed off on, uh, a couple days before. So I was running the social media um, for Smokey D's. And even before Emma left, Friday was her last day. But anyway, there's this one gal we had, we had copied a sign probably 10 years ago for this giveaway. And it said all active and retired military. Well, Some gal got on there and says, "Well, you know, you got to be 20 years to be retired." I'm like, "Just bring, just bring a military ID in. Just bring, I don't know, wear a hat that says Navy. I don't care, right? Just, just bring something in to show me your military, so we're not feeding the entire." world free barbecue right. because it's all about supporting well you, you know this and my husband we came in eight years ago and they said uh we weren't active so they didn't serve us i'm like Are you sure about that you know because i'm not eight sure we ever ago. turn anybody away that even pret- eight years ago that pretended to be so th- this gal just kept coming after coming after us this was on a facebook post she just kept coming after us and coming after us and i i looked at emma and i said emma This kind of makes me want not want to do it anymore, you know, because you get one Karen out there that just raises. So, you know, just think about the big picture if you're posting out on Facebook and all that crap. It just drives me crazy, you know, that they get on this up and I'm like, okay, sorry, I copied the sign. It's okay. Well, I think it needs to be changed. I'm not redesigning the change. you know, one day before the event and redoing the sign and all this stuff. And it's just, just frustrating, just frustrating. But you know, Hey, water off a duck's back. That's part of the, that's part of the restaurant business. You gotta, you gotta have pretty tough skin to be able to take it. And you just got to see through people.
0: Question. Uh, Did she show up? Or do you know if she came and got her free meal? Oh, she, she probably doesn't live
1: within 500 miles of the place. Okay. I was I, I, I was I was to the point that I was gonna say, you know what? You know what? You're not welcome. Right? Yeah. Everybody's welcome, but you are not welcome. You know, well they then the next nitpick. day we posted nitpick. something different. Well, and the one thing in our you know, our our government's infinite wisdom that we now had not only Memorial Day on Saturday. But we observed Memorial Day on Friday. Now, I find out about this Friday morning about 7 a.m. I'm looking at my calendar. I pull it up for the day. I'm sitting at breakfast, pull up and see what's on the calendar. And it said Memorial Day. I'm like, oh, did we screw up? We got our Saturday. Well, then I looked into it. And since, you know, Saturday, the government offices observed it on Friday. Okay. Well, so I go out and, you know, Hy-Vee and their big breakfast. So everybody goes to High V for breakfast because they give a free breakfast away on Veterans Day. Sure. Free breakfast buffet. Um, and they did theirs on Friday. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, nope, we're sticking with it. We're Sunday. So we had to put a post out there to say, hey, we're doing ours on Saturday. We understand we're not doing it both days because we're not carrying your information so I don't want somebody coming in on Friday and getting a free meal and then turn around on Saturday and getting a free meal you know because it is a lot of money you know I think we out of that whole thing I mean 500 meals I mean that was probably six seven thousand sure, dollars in sales sure. that went to that but hey and we're glad to do things like that we are glad to do things like that but you know it's just I don't know moral of the story is, you know, if you get on that, it's fine if you want to send me a message and say, hey, psst, hey, this is this isn't right. You might want to change this. Then exactly. just constantly go after me in a Facebook feed. But then I yes. had the great yeah. opportunity. So I was I w- on Saturday. I was I was hired yeah. well, by Jack that. Daniels via the KCBS. Yeah. So we had Jack Daniels this summer gave had a grilling giveaway contest. And so it was for five lucky winners around the country. And the winner of the prize was you got a catering from a world champion pit master. So a pit master that had won the Jack Daniels world championship, you got a catering for 30 people on the date that you guys could mutually agree upon. Well, it was supposed to be kind of within 30 miles of the house. You know, that was the restrictions when they sent the sure. contract to me, but they drew, they drew my winner out of Lamar's, Iowa, which is about three and a half hours away. And they were all nervous. Well, what do we do? And I said, well, I get in the truck and I hook onto the barbecue trailer and I go to Lamar's, Iowa. It's no big deal. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it, uh, we just get her done. So, you know, so I get up early Saturday while I cooked a couple Wagyu briskets overnight on Friday night, Texas style. You got okay. Your now, what do you mean by there, Texas Randy? style?
0: No, that was my watch. What do you mean by Texas so, style?
1: <laughs> I want. I'm trying to get Randy to focus on this podcast. But Texas style, you know. So I did kind of a low and slow overnight. I did about 225, but I did only salt, pepper, garlic. I actually used um, Malcolm Reed's got a great Texas brisket rub, right? Um, that I just love. And so I just put that on there. I trimmed the brisket down, threw it on there. Um, I got up about, I thought I would be kind of up and down all night, worried about those two Wagyu briskets. You know, you got about $400 worth of four hundred worth of meat on the smoker. But right. I put them on about, oh, it must have been about eight o'clock at night. Put them on at 225 degrees. Sherry woke up to go to work at four o'clock. She goes, you might want to check your briskets. So sure enough, I... Um, I went outside and they were about 170. I'm like, well, I think I'll just wrap them. I was going to wrap them in butcher paper. And I said, nah, I think I'll wrap them in foil. So I, right. I brought them in the house, wrapped them up tight in foil, just put a little beef consomme because I had a couple cans sitting right there. Put them back on the cooker. Off I went, put the probe in it, went inside, had shower, got a little breakfast, went back out. Brisket's were perfect done, about 203, 204 degrees, mm-hmm really right. tender. So I brought them inside, let them sit on the counter, just kind of come down to about 170 degrees. I knew I had to travel three and a half hours with them and I wasn't serving until four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. So I, I threw them in a cooler, threw them in a cooler, put some towels in there and threw them in the truck and and hooked onto the trailer. Oh, I was hooked onto the trailer and off I went to Lamar's Iowa. And when I, when I got there, I had a little warmer, uh, in the back, a little uh, Alto Sham half cabinet in the back of the trailer. And I got the generator running, heated that up to 150 degrees and, and just put those briskets in there while I was, you know, I, I decided I wanted to cook most of this stuff on site. I wanted sure. it to be not only uh, a, a prize, but I want to be kind of a cooking lesson for the thing. Right. Well, lo and behold, I show up in Lamars, Iowa, and it's, it, and it's a military veteran, who I'm doing it for. And old nice. Tyler, he's uh, he, he had served nine years active duty in the Marines and he had uh, a back problem. And so he went on leave on this medical leave, trying to take care of this black, black problem. He fought that for a year, year and a half. He got back, thought he was going to be able to get back active, really wanted to be a lifer. Uh, in the military, right. and he couldn't quite pass the test, so he was kind of, dis- I don't know what they call that. I don't want to make anybody mad, but I would call it medically discharged or whatever, um, but a great guy. Young family, got a four-year-old little daughter, but we hit it off right away. Of course, he's a big bourbon drinker. He's got a, His bourbon collection is probably bigger than mine. My God. We didn't have any of it. Okay. She, mm-hmm. she had to drive. Yeah, had to drive. I had to, I, I had to drive. So we, his daughter kept wanting to come in the trailer and he's like, no, no. And I'm like, no, have her come here. So we had the ribs out on the table and I said, Hey, do you want to, you want to season this? Yeah, I want to season. And he looked at me. I'm like, yeah, come on down. I'm used to this. I got a four-year-old grandson. Mm-hmm. And so... Um she hopped right up on the stool and grabbed the the seasoning and of course she's just dumping it on there. I'm okay, that, that's pretty good there, you know, and I'm rubbing it. And she rubbed all the ribs. She was just happy as could be. She was in the trailer Sweet. half the day with me. She <laughs> just hanging out. So we cook we cooked, uh we cooked some pork collars, cooked some ribs. Um he had actually brined his own pork belly and he says, Hey, do you mind if we throw that on the smoker? So I'm like, Yeah, as long as you cook the side dishes. <laughs> because I was out of smoker yeah. space, so I said, "If we can heat up the side dishes in the oven, life will be good." And so we did that, and um, you know, we just cooked on till about four thirty in the afternoon, and all his guests started arriving, and then stuff got done. I was just putting it in the warmer, and I tell you, I'm not sure why in competition barbecue we ever inject a damn thing. I mean, <laughs> I can't cook a better brisket. Than I cook there. I can't exactly. cook I bet. better ribs than I did there. I can't cook better pork than I did there. And all I did uh-huh. was put some seasoning on it and throw it in. And, and when I wrapped it, I did wrap it competition style, you know, a little. Right. Maybe a little maple syrup and butter, a little Tennessee red on the pork and, you know, just the normal thing. But sure. it was just amazing. And And, and they're like whoa and, and this brisket especially it had so much juiciness in it i'm like why am i injecting this because every time i taste a competition brisket it's just yeah. i'm like oh tastes like tastes like chemicals yeah and i'm like why and i know part of it is to get some flavor into it and part of it is to make sure it stays juicy all the way through the judging process right. But I'm a, I'm about half tempted. I'm about half tempted to just try it without injecting, and I'll probably get killed, but I don't care,
0: right.
1: just to prove a point. But man, was that barbecue juicy! And it was, uh, it was just, it was just amazing.
0: Well, and that's kind of like every now and then, uh, like some of our briskets that we cook for caterings. You know, I'll try them, and I'm like. And I would not have tried them for a while, ate any brisket for a while, and I'll try them, and it's just like, holy shit, this stuff's good, you know. And it's not injected or anything like yeah. that, and just our rub on it, and uh, cherry wood and that, and it's just like, wow. So, uh, did he have the yeah. 30 guests there and everything?
1: Um, You know, I'm not sure he had quite 30. He had enough he had enough food for about 60 or 70, but he had all the neighbors over there and he had, he had his, he had his family. His dad actually lives in Des Moines. So he uh, had his whole family up there and the neighbors. And I imagine they had a lot of leftovers, but you know, good good for them. I mean, it was great to celebrate his day with him and thank him for his service. It just couldn't have been any better. I mean, on the way home, I was calling, I called Rod Gray to kind of let him know that I had, you know, completed the mission of getting it done and told him about the veteran thing. And he's like, I just, it's one of those things that when you do spend a day doing that. And I remember, um, you know, there's a few times when it's usually giving back, like we used to do the Iowa barbecue society, Christmas tree giveaway, um, where we used to serve meals and give away free Christmas trees. And, you know, we're getting ready in the next few weeks, we're big, uh, we donate to the Pinky Swear Foundation, and Pinky Swears is a whole pediatric cancer. Oh, okay. Well, so okay. Pinky Swear um, was a foundation that was started. There was a kid back in Minnesota years ago, and he was in the hospital, and he was dying of cancer. Right. And he went to his dad, and he says, hey, dad, I see all these people. And he heard somebody in the neighboring room saying, well... I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to afford Christmas. We need to pay these medical bills. And he says, hey, Dad, do I got some money in the bank? And he's like, yeah, you got this money. Do you think we could get that money out of the bank? Because I'd like to give that to my friends in the hospital, right? Right. And so his dad went to the bank and got all these $100 bills. And he put them in envelopes, and they walked around to each room on Christmas morning and handed out these $100 bills saying Merry Christmas. Right. Right. And so anyway, when they got done, he went to his dad and said, hey, dad, that was that was so much fun. I'd like to do that again next year. And he goes, well, son, you know, I, I'm not sure you're going to be around. And he goes, well, dad, if I'm not around, will you continue to do this for me? And his dad's uh-huh. like, yep, I'll do it. And He goes, dad, will you pinky swear? And so they did a pinky swear before be yeah. the Pinky Swear Foundation was started. I'll
0: so Sherry day. and I, um, oh, it
1: started. So, yeah, so it started with you know Haley was doing the graphic design work for Pinky Swear when she was working another job. So she got involved with Pinky Swear, and once we heard that story and whatever, Sherry and I instantly became you know, bigger sponsors and every year we become bigger and bigger sponsors of their main fundraising. So, you know, we give a lot of money every year to pinky swear. Um, We, we cater the telethon. We write big checks to them. We surprise them. We give percentage of our sales every day to pink or during that telethon is normally on a Friday. So we give a percentage of the sales back to them. So we just, it's just a way of giving back, but I tell you the, the, the way I felt coming back from veterans, the, the grilling giveaway and pinky swear and whatever, there's just not much better feeling than being able to give back or help somebody in need. And I, I just, it's, it's like my favorite times. And I don't, we do a lot, but I don't do it enough. You know, whether it's something simple or whatever, it's just one of those, you know, just, just stories is like man you didn't have to pay me to do this all I had to know what i was going to go through and it was be a veteran i would have paid them to do it
0: exactly exactly what a sweet deal and especially with him being a veterans and on veterans day um, that's pretty yeah, good deal.
1: yeah it it was it was really good which so then then on the way home you know i've i never turn on the radio right i never ever right i just think about stuff and and since i've had a podcast you know for 31 episodes now i've i've started to listen to some podcasts just to kind of get some hints about structures and what people do and you know a lot of them you listen to that you know i'd like to thank this sponsor and this sponsor and randy as you know we We don't have sponsors and we ain't looking for none Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. This is all this. This is all gratis. Matter of fact, it's we're, we're paying Emma to do it now. Are you going to Oh, I'll, I'll get the bill. Don't worry. I, I got OK. Go over. She's I'll get it maybe there. in a
0: couple of weeks. OK, OK. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll send you that bill, the producing bill. You'll yeah. shit your
0: pants. OK, um,
1: yeah, but anyway, will. so I was so I was traveling and I started listening to the podcast and I'm really a big fan of David Chang. Right. And David Chang is the guy behind Momofuku Noodles, if you've ever heard it. He's got a right. bunch of restaurants. He's got a bunch of Netflix series and stuff that is just just great stuff. He's just a great guy, a Korean guy. And it's just just a lot of – really easy to listen to. So I'd never listened to his podcast. And he's in full Thanksgiving mode now, right? right? And he's just back and forth. And it made me made me start thinking about – He's like, one of the things I was listening to, he said, you know what I hate about Thanksgiving? Vegetables. You know, I just hate vegetables. Nobody wants to eat them. Why do you even put them on the menu? Forget about your parsnips and roasted carrots and your Brussels sprouts and whatever. Just eliminate them. Let's just all serve cream spinach because we all know that's the best (laughs) vegetable. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, really? Kind of kind of chefy, but it got me into the Thanksgiving mode, you know, cause this is coming up this, I mean, this will uh, drop the Monday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that's going to be hard to find time to record. So, you know, yeah. uh, we know Thanksgiving is going to hit us like a ton of bricks. The orders are coming in crazy um, as I'm sure they are with you, but I've just oh, started yeah. to think about Thanksgiving dinner. Are you thinking about, do you and Marla do anything for Thanksgiving dinner since it's really two every year? Do you invite people over?
0: uh, She'll have her brother come up and uh, we'll have Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And just kind of a basic, probably if we got a smoked turkey breast left and there's been some times that we haven't had anything, we've had to go to town and get something because I've ended up screwed up orders and had to give somebody this and give somebody that, (laughs) you know, and, uh, but, uh. We'll have Kevin come up and uh, it's kind of a taking it pretty easy day. So and uh so, so we'll will you, do, and
1: will we, you make a whole spread?
0: No, no, no. It'll be it'll be just kind of like a regular dinner, but we always have some kind of dessert and uh, one of the desserts we usually have is uh, the bread pudding that we make. And uh, Yeah, now this kinda, this do,
1: I, I saw this on Facebook the other day.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, it's a bread pudding. We've done it for several years. We used to have it on the food truck. Matter of fact, we did four of them this weekend for, uh, the Christmas party. And everybody's like, will you share that secret recipe with me? And I'm like, hell yes, I will. Because it came from Melissa Cookston's smoking in the boys room, uh, cookbook. And, uh, anybody that go out and buy Melissa's smoking in the boys room, uh, cookbook, the recipes in there. And I asked Melissa one day, uh, when I saw it in there, I said, Melissa, do you mind, you know, you know, some people kind of get a little tender about using their recipes and stuff. And, or I do just the fact I, I don't want to piss somebody off. And Melissa being the hellacious person she is, you know, I was like, uh, would you mind if I used your, uh, uh, Bread pudding recipe in our catering. She kind of reared back and, hell no, I don't care. That's what the son of a bitch is in the book for—is for you to take and for people to use. So we use it in a lot of caterings. When we uh, a couple years ago, we used to have it on the food truck all the time, and people think it's a pretty technical recipe. It's the simplest thing, and I'll share it with you guys today. And uh, yeah, share share
1: share share that with us because.
0: It's made with just donuts. That's the key is uh, donuts are the best is what it's made with, not, you know, different kinds of bread. But you got to be careful. I found the best donuts to use are from Walmart. Uh, I've used donuts from a donut shop, and they're too (laughs) – the best thing to do is go to Walmart and get the (laughs) day-old donuts. The day-old donuts. And uh, because if some of them are too puffy – and they'll absorb all your liquids, and your bread pudding will be too dry. So don't use cake donuts. So you need don't it dense. You
1: need it dense. You, you need it. You need it dense.
0: Yes, a very dense donut, uh, and just glazed donuts. Don't get too fancy with it. So you take and you got two dozen donuts. Get you a big old bowl. You got two dozen donuts and just tear them in pieces like you're making stuffing for uh, Thanksgiving. Just tear them in pieces. Put them in the bowl. Then you cover it with. A 14-ounce can, one of them little bitty cans, of condensed milk. You put the condensed milk on it, and then you take an, an apple pie filling can, which is about 20 ounces, take and put a half a can of that in, in with it, on top of it. One of the things I've done is measured it out, and it's a full cup, a full scoop cup of apple pie filling. Well, You put that in there. Take two large eggs and three-quarters a cup of heavy cream and whisk it together. You're pouring all this stuff on top of your uh, uh, donuts. Then take and put a teaspoon or a pinch of kosher salt in, and then just start kneading it. Just start, don't you know, don't try mixing it with a spoon or anything like that. Just start kneading it together and work it down, and it'll go from a full bowl down to a, down to a smaller ball because... It's taken in all that liquid and stuff. And the best thing you can do for it is let it set about 20 minutes. Then that way, all that liquid is sucked into those donuts and stuff and you don't have any stuck around the wall and stuff. The key to it is use a 13 by nine uh, pan. And so if you use a 13 by nine pan, the two dozen donuts will fit in there and they'll be on top. And so when you bake it, They'll be brown on top, and I mean, you can go out to our website and uh, out to our Facebook page. We've got pictures out there, and it shows. The other thing to do, and we've made this mistake, and I've talked to my uh, uh, cohort with recipes, Marla, and uh, we've tried (laughs) to do a double batch, and for some reason, if you do a double batch, it doesn't work. It doesn't have the fluff to it. I don't know what there is about it, but you double it up and put it in a large, like a full-size uh, restaurant pan, you're wasting your time. Put it in a 13 by 9 and mix it one batch at a time. It doesn't take you long to mix it, and then put it in the oven at 350 for about 20 minutes until you know you can stick a knife or a toothpick down in there and it comes out clean. And the tops of them, the kind of the fluffs of the banana of the bread of the donuts, those start getting darked up some. And uh, you're ready to go. And then you can either take and buy caramel syrup. Go ahead. What would you need? Do you have a question?
1: Well, no, 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 no. go ahead. I'm just, no, I'll wait till you finish. Let's get this recipe. Okay.
0: And so then your caramel syrup. So you let that set bake for about 20, 25 minutes. Keep an eye on it. Then you want to take and put, if you can make, you want to make your own caramel sauce. Take a pound of butter and then two cups of light brown sugar and a third of a cup. I uh, take the butter and the brown sugar and put it on the stove and get it hot and get it mixed up. So it solidifies and you can just taste it a little bit, make sure it's not gritty. So you want to make sure it's nice and smooth and then put a third a cup of heavy whipping cream in there and then mix that all up in there and then set it to the side and let it cool. And, uh, or you can go to town and buy you a thing of uh, Smucker's caramel syrup, but do yourself a favor I've done this before this is experience speaking. Don't go to all the effort of making the bread pudding, putting all the time and effort into it, and then go buy some cheap ass caramel syrup because you're, it, there is a difference. Spend the money, get some Smucker's or some real good quality caramel syrup and uh, You'll be glad you did because it'll really complement that bread pudding. Then take and just pour the bread caramel syrup on the bread pudding, and you're ready to serve. And That's all there is to it.
1: So, so, so this has me. I, I'm trying to figure out this. I, I've got a couple things. So, okay, you let it sit for 20 minutes, but could could, could it set overnight?
0: No, I wouldn't let it set overnight. I don't think I'd let it set overnight. Why with not? The eggs and everything with the eggs and everything in there. Why would you want to set it overnight? Well, in the coo- in the in the cooler, infr- Well, in the refrigerator. I agree, but I wouldn't do it. I, I, I'll say, that, put it this way: I've never done it, and I've been as pushed for time doing this as anybody, and I've never done it, so I don't know what would happen. The only thing that might happen: those uh, donuts might get too soggy.
1: Well. That's, that's why when I was listening to you go through the kneading and all that stuff, I'm like, why couldn't you mix this up and just put it in the pan and let it sit overnight and let it naturally absorb those juices? Because I'm always looking for something that I can prep the day ahead of time. So when you, right. when you look at things that are going on, if we're catering 35 events in a day and we need to right. make bread pudding, I need to get that prepped the day before. Start early. Right? randy nobody starts earlier than me
0: <laughs> i was making bread pudding at 5:30 saturday morning
1: what 5:30 saturday morning i was and already an hour and a half into briskets and had breakfast
0: oh okay all right all right and had breakfast
1: but but, but another thing, because it sounds crazy, and I think you could do, like you say, caramel sauce. I mean, old David Morrow always made a white chocolate bread pudding where you could just put a white chocolate caramel sauce. But let me tell you, or white chocolate uh, sauce on top, but a little different variation. But let me tell you something that I read about this week that just amazed me. So people talked, and this was out on Reddit, so it was true, okay? Because oh, anything sure, out sure, on sure. Reddit sure. is true, right? Exactly. Um, they took, a, they took a small can of sweetened condensed milk. Okay. And they put it in the crock pot and covered it on high for eight hours. And they added water as it, they wanted to make sure the can was fully submerged all the time.
0: Lid right? still on it.
1: Put it in the, still on it. Put it in the crock pot for eight hours. Take it out. Open the can, and you have the best caramel sauce you've ever had.
0: Not going to argue that one. I, I could, if you had plenty of time to, you know, to do that, but uh, I could see. Cause now, the, the haters. Stuff comes out of, go ahead.
1: The, the haters the haters said, well, really, that's how they make dolce leche. You know, that, uh, that that Mexican cheesecake or whatever they right, call it, the right, Dolce right. Leche. That caramel, right. they said it wasn't caramel. It was Dolce Leche, but it sounded, I haven't done it. Now, there was also a few comments about that, about, yeah, I don't do that anymore. I had to remodel my kitchen after the can blew up Oh. and covered everything in the kitchen full of caramel sauce. So if you're going to do it, I would say try it in the garage first, maybe.
0: Or why even try it? Just make the caramel syrup like you're supposed to and be done with it. Yeah, I suppose. But it, it sounds
1: but, super easy. I love I love recipes that are super easy, and this is. I, but I want to try. Why don't you try that? Since you know what? I'm on a, I'm on always on a diet. I want you to try mixing that stuff ahead of time. I want to make a a big old. You said nine by thirteen. So right. is that a you would serve that in a half pan?
0: No, I'd serve it right out of the pan. I'd serve yeah, that but nine by th-
1: in a in a in a foil in a foil pan, a half pan.
0: Correct. Well, no, nine by thirteen. A half pan is not a nine by thirteen That's, pan. I don't
1: believe. Well, a full pan's not a nine by thirteen either.
0: That's why you buy nine by thirteen pans and make it in that. That way, it gives you the right density, you right the right thickness, and uh, it's moist. And uh, I mean, you could mm. try it, but we've kind of tried this and that and got along. This is the best way we've done it is because trust me, I've been didn't want to go buy some pans, and I was told to go buy the nine by thirteen pans, you know. And as a, on a side note. Uh, as I said, that recipe comes out of Melissa Cookston's Smoking in the Boys' Room uh, cookbook, and she's had that out for a while, but there's a bunch of really nice recipes. We've used several of them, uh, like pickling onions and stuff like that. There's all kinds of recipes for that. It's a it's a real good cookbook to have on hand, and it's easy to read. I mean, you're not going to have to go to the gourmet shop to get them because Melissa's pretty down-to-earth and you know, let's make it with stuff we have in the kitchen and stuff. So, uh, and she goes, I think all the way from cooking a whole hog to, uh, she's got, a, I saw a recipe in there for, uh, peaches, grilled, grilled peaches and how she caramelizes the mm-hmm. glaze for the peaches and stuff. So it's the full game. I'd highly recommend, it's one of those good ones to have around just to be handy.
1: Interesting. Yeah, we were talking. We were talking Thanksgiving because normally my Thanksgiving meal is I walk into the restaurant on Thanksgiving morning, and then decide what I'm going to cook for Thanksgiving. Right? There's not right. a lot of planning. But Sherry Sherry hit me up last night about um, wanting to you know turkey breast. Right? So turkey breast. I do turkey breasts kind of Texas style too. And, and I tell okay. you, I've I've got people on this recipe about doing turkey recipe, and they people just go crazy over this turkey. And you, you're, you would you think it? that it, it's unsafe. It doesn't. So I I'll take a turkey breast. Okay, I'm not going to inject right. it. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to take and if it's got skin on it, I'll take the skin off. And oh, really? once again, I'm going to hit it with some of that. Yep, and and I'm gonna hit it with some of uh, Malcolm's Texas brisket. You just salt, pepper, garlic, right? Anything. Right. Cosmo's got one. Hell, they all got one. Hell, you can put kosher salt, black pepper, whatever you want. Put it on right. there, and I'll put it on the smoker, and I'll cook it about two seventy-five, and I'm gonna cook it till it reaches a hundred and thirty-eight degrees internal, exactly. Okay, That's now not, if you're a little not, worried, take take take. T- Take it to 140 if you're worried, but then as soon as that hits that temperature, I'm going to take, I have a piece of foil sitting there and I'm going to have some, a stick of butter melted. I'm going to take that out, put it in that foil. I'm going to cover that. I'm going to pour a whole stick of butter over that turkey breast. I'm going to cover it. I'm going to get it in foil as tight as I can get it in foil. I'm going to get a styrofoam cooler. I'm going to put it in a pan in the bottom of a styrofoam cooler and I'm going to cover that sucker with blankets and I'm not going to look at it for three hours. Now, what happens with this magical turkey, and, and Mark Lambert gave me this idea from Sweet Swine oh Mine. When we went right. down, we cooked the national steak championship um, back down, I don't know, a few years ago down in Dallas, Texas. And they had a catering. And they said, oh, Lambert's catering, and what are we having? Well, we're having turkey breast and pork loin. I'm going, okay, here we go. And I didn't know Lambert was doing it at that point. And that was the best damn turkey breast and pork loin I've ever had in my life. And so, of course, I get home, and I'm like, hey, Lambert, what would you do there? And they were using an old hickory, and they were taking the turkey breast, and they were wrapping them individually, and they were throwing them just in coolers as fast as they could take them off and they were filling these coolers full of this turkey breast, and so I did a little research. I did it at home, and so I put a remote probe in it. So I, uh-huh. you know, I had a remote probe because I wanted to pull it at exactly one thirty-eight. So I looked at, uh, we put the butter in it, we did everything, and when I put it in that cooler, I set the probe, and I watched that over a matter of an hour and a half to almost two hours rise from one hundred and thirty-eight degrees all the way up to 162 degrees. Incredible. Right. Now before before all you haters say, "Well, turkey's poultry's got to be 165."
0: Uh, I'm right, the guy right.
1: that will never cook a chicken breast above 145 degrees because it's done. You just let it rest. So what happens is you're almost sous vide in this turkey after it's been cooked. And so uh, what it just keeps getting more tender and tender and tender. And then you take it out and, and you know, let it go three hours, let it go four hours, whatever you want. Because it's at, at about that two and a half, three hour mark, it's gonna hit that high and then it's gonna start coming back down. And when it starts coming back down, you're you're fine to let her go. But then we slice that baby up and then we dredge it through that butter and salt and pepper and garlic, which I think that's probably the real key is if you're gonna serve it, you know, you dredge it. And a lot of a lot of Texas barbecue joints do that. You know, they'll right. they'll do the same kind of process, but they'll they'll cook it and then throw it in the warmer. Uh-huh. So it's a controlled heat rather than the cooler and they'll just let it sous vide. And that's why I think sometimes Texas turkey is better than Texas brisket for just the process of doing that. But I've never had I mean, turkey it's just way, crazy good.
0: Never had it oh, that way, but man. I Man, I'm telling
1: think- I'm telling you Reddit It's, it's amazing. I mean, you'll, and I cook them little four pound petite breast, right? I'm not, I'm trying to cook one lobe of that breast. I'm not cooking a big 10, 11, 12 pounder. You know, I'm cooking a a, a four pound petite lobe. We always cook Michigan turkey. We have in the restaurant, we've cooked Michigan turkey for years and years and years. All 13 years we've been in business. I think we've cooked Michigan turkey. So they've got a petite turkey breast that is just out of this world. Good. And, so you know, so that's what that everybody again. looks forward to most. So recap we're going to smoke uh, that we're going to put, take that. Right. We're going to take that turkey. We're going to thaw it out and then we're going to cover it with salt, pepper and garlic, whatever rub you can put, whatever you rub. I just love salt, pepper and garlic on, on Turkey. And I love salt, pepper and garlic right. on pretty much damn anything. I love simplicity, Who but doesn't? I'll put it on that smoker at 275 degrees. It's going to take an hour and a half, two hours, get that breast up to 138 degrees. As soon as it comes off, I'm going to have melted butter sitting right there. I'm going to take the turkey one breast, stick. wrap it in foil, put that melted butter, and with it, one stick per breast. Okay. And I'm going to – and you don't even have to melt that butter. I've been lazy before, Randy, and not melted the butter, and it still works.
0: No. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll work. But then just throw that in a cooler and cover it with as much space. You want to get rid of it and just don't even look at it for three, three and a half, four hours. Just don't even look at it and then take it out and slice it. And I'm telling you, it is the best damn turkey you're going to eat wow. on Thanksgiving. You can, you can inject and you can brine and you can do all this other crap. You cook a turkey breast that way, amazing. They'll huh. be coming back for more. You won't even need to cook ham. You won't even need to cook ham. There
0: you go. There you go. Well, I guarantee you that'll be on the docket for us for Thanksgiving this year.
1: So, any other favorites, Randy? When you come, you got to have the green bean casserole or the broccoli cheese casserole or anything well, like that.
0: Well, I think uh, usually, as I remember, right. I haven't been home for Thanksgiving for the last couple years, honestly. So it's been a while, but. Uh, It's a green bean casserole. It's always a, isn't always a mainstay. I've never had that. Really? With the onion, uh, we make it all the time.
1: Yeah. French. I've never, I don't know why. Maybe it's, I've just never had cream and mushroom soup. Maybe if you did it with cream and celery, I'd probably like it. Uh-huh. But just the whole cream of mush, and I love mush- I love mushrooms, but I'm not a big cream of mushroom. It just doesn't sound very appetizing to me. We make the shit out of it in the restaurant. We we serve it as our holiday meat thing. We we make right. fucking hundred hundreds of pounds of that going out really? and I put them onions on the top, and people just go crazy. But I have never personally had it. Now I grew up. We were always a broccoli rice, che- broccoli cheese and okay. rice casserole that went in the crock pot whatever sure i haven't made that for years and i've got the recipe but the problem is i'm the only one that's going to eat it because i've got a bunch of carnivores in my family that you know they're they're very they they're going to eat mashed potatoes and gravy and meat and that's going to be about it
0: well as as you as we've always said know your audience so uh it's obvious you do
1: Yeah, I know my audience, so I never get to make a lot of fun stuff, but I think tonight on the docket is the, the, of course the grandkids. I'm getting ready to go out of town. We're heading to Indio, California. Uh old Jeff oh, and there. and we're going to going to Yeah, we're going out to be with old Sterling and go on a little foodie tour. And then we're going to cook uh, that barbecue contest in Indio this weekend. And so sure. By the time we uh, this hits the market, we'll either be winners or losers.
0: But at least you've been there.
1: We've been there. And I guarantee our belly's going to be full.
0: <laughs> I can only imagine.
1: So, but we'll get that, get back, get Thanksgiving out of the way. And then, I don't know, I think I think it's time to go to Florida again, Randy. I haven't been there for like five days.
0: Well, I'm going to be out of town after Thanksgiving myself, so.
1: Where are you going? You going anywhere good? You going back to Puerto Rico?
0: Yeah, exactly. Just check on things back down there. I
1: missed that invitation. I I missed that invitation.
0: (laughs) Well, still got room.
1: Who's going? You? Just me. Well, you know, because Sherry's there's a chance she'll get drawn for jury duty. She's uh, got to check in for jury duty right after Thanksgiving. And normally I'd head to Florida. So if she gets called for jury duty, she doesn't need me around uh-huh. here.
0: No, no. You'd be better off being hmm. in Puerto Rico with me out of her hair.
1: Right. Surf's up, dude.
0: There you go. That's exactly
1: right. Go. Any other, any other things on the horizon? Everything food truck season's kind of well, coming down to an end. Get these holidays out of the way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, we did the food, we did an event last, uh, last week. And that was pretty well it. We'll be out on Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving on that Wednesday when we'll be sit, passing out uh stuff that people have bought for Thanksgiving, uh, we'll have it on then. But uh, it's we're pretty well done. I've done that trying to keep it going all winter, and it's hit and miss, and you'll plan on having a day. And like today, I mean, here, here in central Illinois, it's like 65, 68 degrees, nice out. And you think, well, they're calling weather to be like that for the next couple weeks, and then you schedule it, people get planning for it and it turns off down to goddamn two degrees and two degrees and diesel engines don't mix out here with me even though we got block heaters the generator (laughs) on the truck is diesel and uh it just don't it just don't work you know so
1: it just don't like to run so no
0: so we're pretty well done with that well i
1: Get these holidays out of the way, and then we'll uh, start looking for a way to find some sunshine.
0: Yeah, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea.
1: Okay. Well, if you don't have anything, I think we're done.
0: We're done.
1: Well, like, like, like Emma always says... Make sure you follow us, like us, ring the bell. YouTube. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to have her record something, but you know, just go to go to Instagram or go to YouTube or just anywhere your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, whatever. Hit the cue, the mic. But more importantly, if you like what we're doing, share it with your friends. Tell them to give us exactly. And I just think, Randy, I think Randy, we made a mistake here. I haven't heard the word fuck one time well because probably
0: somebody got somebody got offended probably because i said it too many times last time so i i decided i ain't doing done it so i've cleaned up my act it's a new randy it's a new randy you've cleaned up you've heard that shit you've heard that shit before <laughs> haven't you
1: <laughs> usually usually on a hungover morning
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly exactly
1: Okay. So yeah. Until like next the show, time, share the show. we're out. It we're out of here. All right. Share Adios. the show. Share the shit show. Okay. That's See dope. you.
0: Bye. Bye.